This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Empire. Mission control for social assets. The first is that typically you've got these really stretched teams, whether it's the social team or the digital marketing team or the broadcast team. These are small, nimble teams that have a lot on their plate. That's Marquini, CRO of Greenfly, where streamlining posts can generate revenue streams. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. We have spoken with Greenfly before, but as social assets continue to become increasingly valuable in this media landscape, we thought we would check back in to see how the revenue flows and how best to leverage what platforms provide. Our guest this week is Mark Keeney. He is the Chief Revenue Officer at Greenfly, which describes itself as mission control for your digital media. We have had a previous guest from the company, but with all the changing world of social media and the ability to monetize all of these small snippets of content we wanted to revisit as we start the football season and head into the major sports seasons. Hi, Mark. How are you? Grim, I am fantastic. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Okay. Tell me a little bit again. Remind our listeners, what does Greenfly do? I think you said it pretty good at the beginning, mission control. But I think, you know, when I think about what we really do, we are the foundational architecture for short form content for the world's biggest sports leagues uh, and entertainment brands. And essentially what that means is we provide the infrastructure uh, to manage the entire workflow from beginning to end for all short form content across all channels. Okay, so tell me how that works. Uh, platform is given to what? A league, a team, I suppose a player, if they wanted to kind of manage this themselves, and they collect what and disseminate what? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I think I think when we think about, NFL is a great example when we're in, in, in football season, but all of our major leagues, it really starts kind of at that league level, right? It filters down into all of the teams. From there, it cascades into all of the players, their handlers like agents and marketing folks. Uh, you talk about the social teams at each of the clubs. You talk about the broadcast partners and the sponsors. Everyone essentially can have a hand uh, or a seat, if you will, in the platform in that ecosystem. And essentially what we try to do is aggregate content. We help um, our customers aggregate content that is, that is happening real time. It could be being generated by the players from the sidelines. It could be generated from what are called live content capture folks, LCC folks that are in stadium around the pitch. Uh, it could be uh, feeds from the broadcast, short form clips that are coming from the broadcast itself. It could be fan user generated content that are being aggregated in a stadium or through social media. All of that is essentially sorted within the platform with the help of AI and it's routed back to specific destinations. So, 
I got a great example um, of a European soccer club that is doing a globalization strategy where they're a global brand with local teams, but on their local teams, they have international stars that really mean something to them in terms of expanding audience into regions. So they have a Brazilian soccer star who plays on a team in Europe, and they can isolate content that features that player and sponsor logos and source it in real time to a Brazilian broadcast partner and the sponsors that kind of care about that content. And so what the AI is, is doing this, how I, we've actually talked to um, some companies that are doing this with youth sports where everybody's taking videos of their children. And obviously this won't be of the quality that we're talking about here, but how do they get this and have their child shown and turn it around quickly so they can post it? Could you kind of yep. explain how the AI works in that realm to source this stuff quickly to be disseminated? Brim, that's actually a great example because when we think about our AI, not only do we really focus on professional athletes, but there are enormous act, uh, applications on the, on the youth level as well with that type of sharing and disseminative of photography. We just acquired this year a pretty awesome company called Miro AI. Uh, we were very selective in the process. We picked them. They are um, really a leaders in the sports AI space because when we think about AI, a typical AI company is doing facial recognition. That's yeah. kind of like the number one sort. You can get it any, you know, most companies are, you know, in, in any sector, AI is the buzzword and most AI sorts to that facial recognition. For us, it comes to facial recognition, jersey recognition, logo recognition, and scene recognition. So when you think about the NFL, for example, training the AI to identify certain scenes that they would care about, touchdowns, spiking the ball, field goals. So essentially those four kind of quadrants work together to essentially create a really robust tool that can isolate a football player even with a, with a helmet, then match that face with the jersey number, match it with the logo, uh, and then when you think about adding that layer of scene detection, if a particular sponsor cares about field goals and they want a certain player who's kicking with a logo in the backdrop, the AI is essentially on the highest level designed to do that and help us disseminate it to the right endpoint. But when you think about the example of like parents and kids at camp, uh, or we do a lot of work with races, the ability to basically isolate 10,000 runners that are running in a road race. Yeah their pitcher and with the help of AI isolate their bib number, right? And all uh. of a sudden that bib number is attached to the race information we have about that particular uh, runner. And we can source that content specifically where Mike Smith, n- number 1027, here's you at mile 13. Do you want to buy this pitcher? Okay. So it kind of works on both sides. All right. So let's talk about the opportunity in the marketplace and, and from a couple of different angles. One the speed and optimization that you offer, what value is attached to being able to turn that around as quickly as you guys offer it to teams, leagues, whoever may use the platform? Yeah, there's there's really three things there. uh, And I'll I'll try to be brief. The, the, The first is that typically you've got these really stretched teams, whether it's the social team or the digital marketing team or the broadcast team. These are small, nimble teams that have a lot on their plate. And what AI is helping them do is really take 30, 40% of what would be manual pain in the butt labor yeah. off of their plate 
so they can actually do stuff with that content. Like that's kind of the low hanging fruit. I think the second thing for us in the example of that European soccer league is that, you know, again, it's kind of a cute idea, isolate a Brazilian star, find some cool content, source it over to the, uh, the handlers and the, and the, and the sponsor teams to kind of see if you can leverage it. But when, with the speed of AI, to be able to do that during the game, after the game ends, right in those final moments where it's really topical and people care about it, that's where the magic happens. That's where the real value comes in. And I'll give you a great example. We were talking to Rev PGA yesterday, um, very big fan of golf and the PGA, and, and their broadcast lead told us that, like, she typically gets a lot of this great stuff on Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. And, her, and we both looked at each other like, right, who gives a crap, right? It's Monday morning. Like, that's, that's highlight reels in top ten. But when that happens and the score is tent and they're trying to figure out, like, is there going to be a playoff? When we can capture a moment like that in the authentic sense, like right from inside of the ropes or just outside of the ropes from a fan's perspective and automatically source that content to her. So in the broadcast, all of a sudden you're getting the professional you know, broadcast from the scorer's tent, but you happen to have a video of one of the players saying, you know, doing a selfie saying, wow, look, look at Justin, he's nervous. And it, you capture these micro moments that bring great authenticity and value to the broadcast. Yeah. And as part of a broadcast team, I see the value in this being able to turn these things around extremely quickly. Let's talk about what it's worth, though. Um, still in the marketplace, when you see things turned around, they are. They're great. I think they're attention grabbing. They're sticky for one of the words that like people like to use. But what you rarely see is anything attached that's actionable to monetize it. So do you see that changing that the speed and efficiency to turn this around can actually be utilized from an advertising or sponsorship perspective? Yeah. And, and, and I, I guess that was the third bucket and I kind of got myself sidetracked. I was excited talking about the PGA kind of the third bucket is, um, the creation of content in real time for sponsorship value. And, and when you think about that, like on the broadcast booth, like we're going to have the Toyota halftime report. That's kind of like, you know, that's table stakes, right? That's what we've done for 50 years. Yeah. But when you think about the ability to use a platform like Greenfly to create a program to ask athletes to create specific content that they can, it's a bi-directional workflow. So we can ask a major league baseball player or a PGA uh, athlete to do something specific on behalf of a sponsor engagement that they might have as a player or we might have as a league. Uh, we're seeing a lot of our customers do that where they're literally creating these incredibly authentic, on, on, authentic, authentic <laughs> moments yeah. that are happening in real time um, that are literally built for a digital content sponsorship, and that's creating specific revenue flows. A second example of that is, um, and the NBA is doing this better than anyone, and I happen to love their app, and we power a lot of, there's a, a portion of that, go to the NBA app, there's a kind of a storytellers program where they've created almost like an Instagram stories that's happening on their app. It's one of the best apps in sports. Huh. And that's the stuff where they're not only playing highlights, they're not only playing game film, but they're taking a lot of those authentic real-time fan moments that are being captured in real time and pulling it in the app to create an experience that is driving incredible statistics and value for their apps, which is a, a path of monetization for them. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's another thing. I don't know if you can answer this, um, but where this is all heading is obviously the quote unquote rights to all of this um, is going to be extremely valuable. And players can have their own social media platforms. And in the case of using your company could get their own content, whether they create it or the team creates it, and then they disseminate it. But then the team has it and they want to use it for their purposes. And I know you're just the middleman here. You're trying to help everybody. But do you see like a tug of war that is happening in real time between who owns what for these types of products? You know, it's sure. I think there's definitely a bit of a tug of war. I think there's two interesting things happening alongside of the tug of war. And the first is more of like kind of a little bit of a Wild West where Everyone recognizes the financial opportunity of this and how do we license content the right way and generate revenue. The second thing that's kind of interesting, and, and I would say this, it's funny, I, we, I've been on, I feel like I've been on tour for the last six months meeting all of our customers. A common theme in this particular, in, in where the tug of war goes away, is that all of the major leagues see this service as something they're providing for their athletes. And the PGA is a great example of it. Like they have a team of people who literally want to help the PGA players, the tour players, build their brands, build their financial opportunity around their brands. Like, And they look at the ability to share real content and assets back and forth in a bi-directional way as not just selfish for the tour itself, but providing a value to their players. It's an actual service they provide. So I think that's kind of the common ground. Like they're, the, the fact is that this is a good thing that the leagues can provide for their players. And it's also one of those things selfishly that I think for most of these leagues, they recognize that the aggregate audience of their, the aggregate social audience of their players is much bigger than their teams or the league. So if they can encourage their players, star and middle players and, and rookies coming up to leverage content in real time, they're helping to build audience and fan base and for millennials and Gen Z, you know, that is a declining fan base. Yes. Using player engagement authentically is creating an opportunity for them to, to, to find fans. Uh, how about collegiate sports and NIL? How, how does, how does that kind of fit into all of this? And, and how do you see this being utilized by the players, the schools, the leagues, etc.? Awesome question. And it's, you know, I would say, um, Coming soon, and I'll leave right. it at that. There's an interesting, there's just a, like a little teaser there. I think that the NIL piece 
has been a confusing and challenging. It's funny. I read the entire legal brief on the rules in and around NAL, and I and I shared that shared some feedback with the commissioner of <laughs> one of the leagues, and we both laughed because after reading it, we we it was not more clear after reading every single thing. What what are the rules and guidelines? The tax I code is it, simpler, Mark. The tax code is simpler. It, it is, Mike, <laughs> I was like, my goodness, I have no idea what any of this means for yeah. content. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I think what you're going to see over the next. You know, and I, it, over the next six months to, to three to five years, I think there is going to be a recognition that these these major programs, these conferences in 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 in, in powers power conferences and schools, um, have to start thinking about content like pro sports, and that that NIL will be a piece of that. But looking at that, um, looking at ways in which to capture the yep. experience of a major league of a college program and, and bottle that in a way where the student athletes can participate in the content dissemination and have a voice will bring great value to the programs and also help the athletes with their, with their NIL um, uh, opportunities. Cause I think right now they're looking at it more ground level where it's a marketplace, but it's really bigger than that. Yes. Right? It's really the ones that are, the top NIL performers might not even be the biggest athletes, but they're the ones who have leveraged social in a way where they've built a fan base and a connection and content is the, that's, that's what brings it all together. Yep. Um, all right. Last one on, on the B2B side of it. How do you view working with gambling operators, fantasy operators, et cetera, as they try to keep uh, viewers on their screens during major sports um, are you working with them and, and how do you kind of view that type of relationship? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I would say gaming is more a part of what we're like part of our current customer ecosystem. I yep. think that, that sports betting is, you know, circling the cup of trying to figure that piece out as a fan of sport. Um, it is interesting to see some of the, you know, when you think about like the in-game gambling experience, and this desire to capture moments in real time to promote the next bet yeah. um, seems like a slippery slope on a lot of levels. Um, but I think that it's one of those, I think there is a, it is a massive business in and around sports. I think content will play a big part of that. Uh, and as, from a company perspective, we will, you know, legally work within the parameters of finding ways in which um, to kind of support that kind of sector of the sports community. Um, but it's it's an interesting it is definitely an interesting vertical for us and 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 there's some fun ideation around how things like AI can can play a factor into that like you know and and marry their objectives of what are the what are the what are the in game lines in quarter lines that are happening in real time and how do you use how do you use AI to source content specifically around that. Um, you have a deep background with a lot of traditional media, so I'd like to. And with just your thoughts of where we were, where we are, and more importantly, three, five, ten years, what's going to be important in sports content? How will we watch games? Like, how, how do you kind of see sports content in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. So it, it, it's when I spent almost 20 years of my life in the media industry, Viacom, CBS, kind of the two big brands left to get into social martech and, and, and met the guys at Green Plan. I'm like, this is the perfect company for me because it brings it all together. Uh, I think that a lot of your big 
you know, your global media brands, I think were a little behind the eight ball on, I, I, I go back to, um, my time at Viacom CBS and in, in, you know, 99 into 2000. And there was almost like this, you know, is this Google thing going to impact our business at all? Right. And, <laughs> I, I remember some conversations about like arguing with one of my, uh, senior leadership about will streaming affect the radio industry. Right. <laughs> um, and I think, I, I think the brands that are left standing, the consolidation of a lot of these brands, they get it right. It is about your, uh, it is about your streaming platforms. It is about your, um, delivering short form content in a way that not only drives tune in, but drives fandom and drives value. Uh, I think on the sports side in particular, I think that, there's not a sports, there's not a major sports league that is not thinking about ways in which they can tap into this younger audience that has a smaller fan base in finding ways to touch them, engage with them, and the fans drive merchandise sales in a way to kind of bring them back to that game experience. But the game experience, like I grew up watching um, Red Sox baseball and listening in my car to the Red Sox radio broadcast on EI. And you're reading the globe every morning, getting a great kind of overview of the sports experience. Like that world is far behind us. And I think the, the, the successful broadcast partners are going to recognize a way to kind of connect the dots between short form content in broadcast on social in app uh, and, and, and build, you know, peripheral streaming audiences around the whole experience. Marquini is the CRO of Greenfly. Thank you so much for joining us. Ram, thank you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. On the next Future Sport Podcast, Technology to enhance the broadcast experience is changing exponentially. By showing an algorithm, thousands of 3D models of humans huh. <laughs> and, uh, and asking and, and making it learn. So you end up learning what the shape of a person is. So then you give it a random image, you separate that person from, let's say, the environment, and you can guess more or less how that person is. There's also like a very interesting part, which is how that person looks from behind, not only what the shape is. Yeah. Right? So. I take a photo of you from the front and it's like, how, how does it know how you look from behind? That's Rafael Pajes, CEO of Volograms, who will describe the future of interactive content. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.